What up, everybody? It is January 29th. We are back with the facts today. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball, some football. We're going to break down the WWE Royal Rumble with our expert, Waffles Kelly. Then we're going to get into some segments, Are You With It, Louisiana Hot Takes, and Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. So here we go. This is The Facts with Waffles Kelly. What up, what up, what up? We are back. It is The Facts with Waffles Kelly. As always, I'm your host, Tom Lease. Co-host Jack Fittis is on vacation, uh, so he will not be joining us today. But with me is the man, the myth, the legend, Waffles Kelly. Welcome back, Waffles. What up, Stone Cold Steve Waffles? Back. And it feels good. I think you just needed to kind of charge up. And miss a podcast for the Rumble. Yep, that was exactly... I spent the whole week just in a Rumble hole. Yeah. Couldn't do anything but the, that. The blogs were great. I appreciate it. And the predictions were spot on. Uh, I'm going to have to have you bite your tongue for a little bit. We're going to get into some of the Royal Rumble talk later. But first, I want to talk some college hoops, some NBA hoops. Um, starting off, like there was a, it was another huge weekend in college basketball. Right when you get to Super Bowl time, it seems like every single week in college basketball is just bigger than the next. Um, it's a really fun stretch for a sports fan, and me and you, obviously, college basketball heads. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely fun to watch, but I think out of all the things that happened last week, the the win, really, that caught my eye was Virginia over Duke yeah. in Cameron Indoor. Uh, Duke was averaging like 92 points a game, and Virginia came in and shut them down. Uh, beat him 65-63. Only one loss on the re- uh, on the season for Virginia. And I'm kind of surprised because Virginia, year in, year out, is solid. Bennett does a great job with that program. That You always know they're going to bring the defense, but the fact that they're doing it night in, night out, night out in a tough ACC conference with every team has talent. You know, in the ACC, we talked about it last week how they just reload on talent and it seems like nobody can have a good shooting that against Virginia man no you can't that defense is stupid mm-hmm. like Tony Bennett I think best coach in the country he's one of, he's the like, best defensive coach he does this every down. year yeah Virginia's been like this for the past four or five years yeah. like oh, you don't score against Virginia it's definitely to a point where the first time Virginia had like a top 10 team because of their defense all those guys are gone. Yeah. He has a completely new... It's totally revamped. There's no Malcolm Brogdon. There's to, no to get, Joe to Harris. Like, to get recruits to continue... And obviously you're recruiting towards defense, but mm-hmm. to get all of them to buy in and to just be that good with it because every team tries to have that kind of defensive efficiency to but a certain extent. They just do it on a crazy level, and they're not... Like, West Virginia has a great defense, too, but, but just, different. like, it's, it's different. It's that pressure. It's almost a little bit, I don't want to call it gimmicky, but there yeah. is, like... Like, we'll give up a layup if you beat our pressure, but we're just going to yeah. outscore you, whereas Virginia's like, yeah, we might not get to 55 this game, but we still expect yeah. to beat we're you We're going to hold you like to 50. 10. Because even before that Duke win, going and beating a top-20 Clemson team and holding them to 36 points. Yeah. 36 points. That's ridiculous. And 36. I think that's... That's why, like, a lot of people... There's a shot clock. There's a shot clock, and they held them to that. And I think, you know, a lot of people sometimes get down on Virginia because they don't like watching that style of basketball. And Mm -hmm. it can be a grind sometimes. Like, nobody wants to watch a 36-point game. No. But, like, it's just... Every game is just Virginia flexing their muscles, and they're just, like, one-on-one. You can't score on our guys. Yeah. And nobody can. I kind of love it, though. I love... It's di- there's it's nothing because, like Virginia in yeah, college basketball. Especially since a lot of these teams, Illinois included, and even Indiana to a certain extent, you can see just trying to up their pace, mm-hmm. trying to get more shots up, create more turnovers, and at the end of the game, you know, just have outscored your opponent, whereas Virginia is all about not letting the opponent score at all. Yeah. And whatever we end up with on offense, get good shots. We'll probably win yep. if our defense is there. And they don't let you play your pace either. Oh, no. Like, you're not just going to be 
be like, well, you play slow, we play fast, we're going to force you to play fast. And everyone tries to force them to play fast, and it so does, you have yeah. to have, like, you just got to be able to, like, be pressure, but stay poised enough to not take those quick, bad shots yeah. out of pressure, because... That's like what they team, want you team, to take. Yeah, a team you said, West Virginia, they're kind of, their defensive philosophy is such that if you get past our pressure, if you can get yourself an open look, even if it's not in rhythm or even if it's not like a shot you'd take, if you find yourself an open look, you better take it because we're coming right back and it could be a turnover. And like they are smart enough, they're well coached, and they don't take those shots. It seems like they're always getting like a back cut or uh, feed into the post, like, to an outside three. Everything's just a textbook, like, a shot you'd want to draw up. And it's it's incredible because they're not – they don't have Duke talent ever. Mm-mm. So – No. They don't they, even have, like, Villanova talent. No. But you know what? They take these dudes. Like, there are a couple Virginia guys in the league right now. Like, Malcolm Brogdon is one. Yeah. But Joe Harris had a minute on the Cavs yeah. where he was an impact player. Um, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? He was a really good shooter, not Brogdon. Yeah, I can't remember. He played with Brogdon, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was I on that squad, and I can't remember his but, name. It, but he like, played a year after Brogdon, I think, even. Is he a rookie yeah. now? Or I think he might, he might be, be. two years out, but I know who you're talking about. He's like a wing. Yeah, he is. But he's another guy. Like, Bennett gets these guys not just ready to play his style. He coaches them up well enough where they can make if somewhat. If you can play that style, you can play any yeah, style. Yeah, especially if you can. everybody plays, like, the Wiley basketball type of style at yeah. some point. Like, pick up. Everyone can play that game. Yeah, and worst, really worst case scenario, in? you know, you play a couple years in the league and then you go over to Europe. His guys are at least Europe ready. Worst oh, case scenario, easily, Europe ready. Easily, because they just know exact. I mean, team defense is the hardest thing to adjust to at every level. Mm-hmm. Like, you see rookies, or freshmen rather, who come in uh, and obviously they're offensively ready. If, if they're like a top 50 player but you see a lot of them kind of struggle for a year or two in college basketball because they just get scored on like example Mark Smith for Illinois really solid player he can he's got a man's body he can do whatever he wants driving to the basket but he just hasn't really been able to buy into that team defense yet and he struggles but Bennett has and Virginia's always we start two seniors, two juniors, and a freshman, but off the bench we have another freshman and two sophomores. Like, yeah. It's always a four-class range. Incredible balance. I, I, we've talked about Virginia for a lot, but... Yeah. Hey, love, no, they're I worth it. They're Are worth they the best it. team in the country right now? I still think it's Villanova. Yeah. Because I don't too. know if Virginia has somebody like Brunson that can just take over a game. Exactly, and Brunson is the kind of guy who can beat that Virginia, like, he can get your team good shots, yeah. even against the best defense in the country. Because yeah. Duke, I mean, they got Bagley and Wendell Carter who went nuts against Virginia, but their guard play just did not completely shut down. Yeah, completely shut down. So I think, obviously, to beat Virginia, you need a good big, but I think you need a guard who can step it up and kind of like be the. Yeah. I think guard play. I think guard play is a really key thing against Virginia because and in college basketball in general. Yeah, yeah, but they never really have. Virginia doesn't have their own big dude down there in the paint, so they're willing to. You know, I'm sure they look at Bagley going crazy, and they're just like, "Go ahead, big fella. Yeah, get your 25, whatever he got. What did he have? Yeah, like 30 and 14. 30 or something, and 14. Insane. Get your get your stat line, and then. We're just going to win the game. Yeah, we'll Wendell, even that. Wendell Carter had a double-double. I think he had like 20 points, too. Mm-hmm. Like, combined... They probably had 50 of their 63 points, yeah. those two Well, guys. I think the rest of the team had 19 points. So, you know. Yeah. 19 points out of your whole team besides two guys. Out of your whole uh, backcourt. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, other teams that I think can be in that conversation with Villanova and Virginia, I'm still going to throw Duke up there because you saw them play. They got stupid like really, talent. Yeah, just stupid talent. You stupid can't ever, talent. And could, a good coach, could, too. Yeah, they could like, lose the rest of their coach games. K. They could lose the rest of their games, and I would still probably be on the Duke bandwagon this year. Um, Purdue kind of steamrolling through the Big Ten right now. 
I I thought it's the Big Ten. It's the Big Ten. They're down they this have year. Incredible balance, incredible shooting, depth at the big, which is big. Like when it comes to foul trouble, uh, so Purdue definitely in that conversation. Kansas is still in that conversation for me, and Oklahoma is still in that conversation for me. Not because I think Oklahoma is a great team, but I think Trey Young's just the guard who can. Make that get run. hot and bring you through. So those are yeah. And are there any other teams you think you would like to add into that final four-ish conversation? I still, I Kentucky, still like, I still like Arizona State. Yeah, and Kentucky got a big, huge win. Like their season was sliding, and then they went to West Virginia, got down by fifteen and a half. Kevin Knox, an incredible performance to bring him back in the second half. First time uh, for the SEC winning that challenge over the Big 12 and it probably in the Big 12 strongest year. Yeah, it's it really doesn't make any sense cuz the SEC is really garbage, but like they did what they needed to do, won the challenge. Absolutely. SEC has a lot of teams that are just really underwhelmed like at the beginning of the year. I thought they were going to be the best conference, but then teams like Alabama, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, you name it, all kind of dropping the ball. With that being said, though, great challenge win, and things are just going to heat up more and more and get more exciting. Yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know. But, yeah, I think you named some good ones. Purdue, in particular, I think is a good squad. I didn't get to watch them Michigan State? play against Indiana as much. So- oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Michigan State's good, too. They have so much depth, that big man, but almost to the point where – their guard, They're not their trying guards out their five best players. Yeah. They can never try out their five best players at the same time. Yeah, which is a disservice yeah. to. I mean, you. It's tough. You gotta have that in mind when you recruit, though. You you have to think about that, and uh, it's good to have that depth. But I think they need their guards to step up. They know they can play well, but they need oh, them to step. They up. They absolutely have to step up. It's a weird year for them not to have somebody who's like. That point guard is the extension of Izzo onto the court, like exactly. an Appling type dude. Yeah. Even a Gary Harris did that a little bit. Oh yeah, and you can even go back Lucius, Lucas yeah. to those kind kinds of teams. There's Cleaves always always that dude who is Izzo on he the mirrors. floor. Draymond Green was. Yeah, for that a while. he was. Draymond Green was that dude his junior and senior year. And I think Bridges wants to be that, but he's so like freakishly athletic that he doesn't have to. Think through no. There's basketball no, plays. He, he can just, just make do them. what he yeah. He just yeah. has to. And sometimes you can be so good. I think you see this with kind of a lot of people in college basketball. You're so good that you're kind of just better than your level. Because mm-hmm. Bridges is not going to figure out every single little thing that works in college basketball when he can go eighty percent and just be dominating people. So. Yeah. It's, it's fun, but that that's why I like watching college basketball. You get a mix of everything, even with this one-and-done era. It's obviously a talent, like, uh, can't think of the word, but just it's not level with teams like Duke. Oh, yeah, disparity. Yeah, disparity. Yeah. Uh, but, but teams Duke, have found Duke, a way to compensate. Yeah, and Duke isn't winning over and over and over like in Alabama. Yeah. There's still parity when it comes to the tournament. The tournament is the best sporting event of the year. And oh, no doubt sometimes about you that. get senior-led groups that win. Sometimes you get the really talented groups that win. But everyone's in it, you know? Yeah. One good Once, shooting night, you can beat anybody. Yeah. If you're one of the 68, you've got a shot. Even 16. You never know. You just get ungodly hot. That's it. Anybody's, That's anybody can get knocked off. Yeah, you know, it's no three game series, no five game series. One night. One night. Uh, but moving moving on, I want to talk just sprinkle in the NBA. Uh, but mostly, I just want to talk about some trade rumors that have been going on. The Pistons are looking to trade Avery Bradley. The Hornets are looking at potentially trading Kemba Walker. So you got some big names who could be on the move soon. Uh, the Pistons want Miritich, and they want Rodney Hood, like one of those two guys. So I think it would be a huge, huge move on part of the Bulls to try to get Avery Bradley for Miritich. Well, they've got to move Miritich now. You have to. They, you got to move him He's now. He's just playing worse and worse. His stock is, his stock is only going to fall because where he was at when he came back was as good as he's ever going to be, and yeah. it's not sustainable for him. 
They've yeah. got a, when he first came back. If they moved him right away, I think they could have got Derek Favors in a first round pick from Utah. Yeah. But now I think you got to move him like while Rodney you can Hood still get Bradley. Up. I would trade Miritich for Bradley straight up. I would trade Miritich for Rodney Hood straight up. Let's just get some hoopers on the wing. I don't think they'll give you Rodney Hood, but you can get Bradley. Imagine, I mean, you can get Avery Bradley. If you're talking like Chris Dunn, Avery Bradley, Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, and Robin Lopez, that's something. That's to a decent little go, five. Yeah, that's something to go. Avery Bradley with. still got youth. How old he's is he? 20, 27? He's 27. See, I'll see he was even 29. See, he's 27. So there's still... So if you add your defensive locked-up wing and mm-hmm. Avery Bradley, that could be a franchise-type guy for at least the next like three or four years. I think so. As you're starting two. Levine, you know, is going to be your starting three as long as he can stay healthy. He's looked incredible since returning. Um, so you don't even really need Hood because Levine no. is your three. You can, yeah. And then you still have Markkinen at the four, and that gives you... I mean, Chris Dunn at the one you like. But I you like could, Don't Love. Also... I'd rather he was at the two or maybe a six-man position, but six that's man. for the future. Yeah. For right now, See, he's but, doing uh, yeah, what he needs to what do. What I'm talking about is when the season is over, uh, if you're sitting there with Avery Bradley, you're just looking at the one and five on positions you really need to improve on because I think you're fine with Martin and Levine Bradley starting – on any team. Even I think if so. you have championship aspirations, like those are three guys who can start for you, but you really just got to improve the five, especially, and at the one as well. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Bulls, where they're playing right now, they might be drafting 8, 9, 10. So I don't know if Trey Young will still be there. Certainly guys like Bagley will be way gone. Yeah. So you might need to reach a little bit, but... You can make that happen. There's you can a, find a guy. There's a lot of big man depth. In this draft. Bagley will go. Aiton will go. Mo Bamba will go. Doncic will be gone. Doncic will go. Trey Young will go. But then you're still looking at potentially like a Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. from Michigan State. Miles Bridges could go. Yeah. In this draft. And the Bulls could get him. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how he fits in. Because I, I don't think Markinen can play the five. No, not at all. So I really would like I still am in the mood where I need the Bulls to just lose out, lose the rest yeah. of your games, and just try get to get one of those top five guys or Bamba. But even like Any of those, I, even a Jaron Jackson shows flashes, but when yeah. you go into a year knowing you have no chance, and there are like four to five big men, mm-hmm. I think they should have tanked for one. But it's fun to watch them play well. It is, and it gives you hope for the future. But it's like you want to lose, see them get... please. It's, At least now. It's hard for me because you know how I feel about guard packs, and I just don't think. I want them out. I want them out too because I, you know, they've walked ass backwards into a great young core again. Again. Through no doing of their own. None. Like, this was not some well thought out good GM plan. No. They walked ass backwards into this. They're getting lucky. They still have the wrong coach on the sideline. I don't think Hoiberg is the guy for this team. I think Hoiberg has done a good job making a bad team average, but I don't think he has any chance of like competing and outcoaching anybody at a high level. No. So, okay, yeah, if you want to take a team that shouldn't make the playoffs and make them the eighth seed, Hoiberg's your guy. But yeah, you want more we're, than that. We're, we need to step past that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, in other NBA news, though, Brody and Embiid keep going at each other. Are you Team Brody or Team Embiid? Team Embiid all the way. And I'm not even a big Embiid guy, but you know I've just never been a Westbrook guy. Yeah, but I'm I'm Team Brody on You're this Brody. one. I don't even know what they're beefing about. I think they're both Russell Westbrook is kind of like the closest thing the NBA has to like a WWE figure. He just never, every time he's on the court, it's straight ferocity. He's yeah. not going to give you an inch. Like At the All-Star Weekend, I'm sure him and Embiid will buddy up and he'll enjoy being around him. But when it comes to competition, nobody plays with Russell Westbrook or his teammates. Russell Westbrook is turning into a really good teammate off the court. On the court, he's still the worst teammate in the league. On the court. I, I mean, there are other worst teammates because he can at least feed you the ball. I just, like, you look at Oladipo, like, what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. Trust your teammates, guy. Yeah, and I think... Oladipo showed flashes of this last year. I think he's 
I think the bringing in Paul George and Melo is helping him evolve into trusting his teammates. When, I mean, you had KD, so I don't know how this already wasn't a thing for you. Yeah. Trusting your teammates. Like, I don't get how you trust Paul George more than KD. More than KD. But I think he's kind of realizing I can't win championships on my own. So yeah. let's go get it, Paul. And he's trying to get Paul George looks. Even, like, when he has a good look, he's trying to find Paul George for a better look. He needs to stop... The thing for him is is he needs to give up on the stats. I think if I'm working if anywhere near the Thunder team, like I'm not letting Westbrook anywhere near a stat book. Because mm-hmm. he still just seems like he goes after those rebounds. He puts himself out of position in transition, chasing these rebounds. And it hurts their team defense. But, I mean, he makes up for that easily just with his effort in other areas. Yeah. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, you can like, love, or hate Russell Westbrook, but you got to respect the level of intensity he plays with night Absolutely. in, night out. Because no one else, I mean, that's like, that's a whole different talent, being able to push yourself that hard every yeah. night. And it is really crucial for the Thunder because they lose games that they shouldn't lose, so they have to win games that maybe they shouldn't win that Brody can win by himself. Yeah. It's he's a weird combination because he plays LeBron level, Jimmy Butler level minutes, where he's out there so much, but then he also does it with like Draymond Green game seven type energy. Yeah, and it's like I don't, you know, you wouldn't think it would be sustainable eighty two games a year, but he he's been doing it for three or four years but now, think, just at this crazy level of intensity and conditioning. I think he got a at least. The Thunder just haven't been in a position since KD left to let him not do that, to give him rest, because they need him playing like that for them to yeah. be a playoff team. But now I think with Paul George, I think you just got to rein him back. And even though he's going to give you lit, he's not going to want you to do that. But sometimes you just got to tell him, like, if you're mad at me, use that energy and use it in the playoffs, because last year we got smoked. Yeah. I still think they might get smoked and, in the playoffs. That team is still... The last thing I wanted to touch on, two huge season-ending injuries oh, just yeah. happened. Roberson on the Thunder team that we're talking about, and the Thunder are a completely different team without Roberson on the floor, even though he can't shoot, he can't hit water if he thought of a boat. But he's still a, he's such a plus defender for them on a team that doesn't have any plus defenders besides him and Paul, and George. Paul George yeah but Paul George is a the guy. tandem of Paul George and Andre Roberson with Brody on the offensive end yeah that's why people thought the Thunder could compete even though they're still clearly steps back from Houston and Golden State but if you can toss out Roberson and Paul George defending a, two, a team's two best players then things change and now that they're not able to do that, things don't look good for the Thunder, and things definitely don't look good for the Pelicans with Boogie going out for the rest of the year. It's just a damn shame. Boogie's been playing great, great yeah. basketball. Uh, and now the Pelicans have to find out what they want to do with their future with that uncertainty. And I bet you a lot of teams are going to be... They're going to be putting in calls on Boogie. putting in calls on Boogie. Trying to buy low. Trying to buy low. Yep. Because they're not going to trade Davis now. No. Because they can't even try to build off Boogie for the future. Because it's a yeah. and it's an Achilles. Yeah. And he's a seven foot what two seventy five. Yeah. And his footwork and his athlete like his smoothness. That's why he's so good. That's why he's so good. Like he is a bullying guy because he's so big, but it's not like you know he's not Shaq just throwing his weight around. Like Boogie is a skilled, yeah. smooth player mm-hmm. down there around the basket, and you got to wonder. I mean, those Achilles injuries, anymore it seems like they've figured out the ACL. You can tear your ACL, come back in a year, and you're good to go. But the Achilles one is still, can be such a killer. Yeah. Yes, we'll it see. can. Uh, we'll definitely have to see. Hopefully he's all right. I'm a boogie guy. I'm a boogie guy, too. I hope he comes back on a different team and and can find himself again. Yeah. It would, and it just seemed like the Pelicans were finally starting to figure it out. Yeah. Which and, is the bummer of it. And but. even if, like, they don't make a huge run, it's still just fun to watch, like, that first-round series. Just being able to see Anthony Davis and Boogie play together because yeah. they're not on TV so much. And Drew Holiday was starting to play well, too. Yeah. He's been playing absolutely. well all year, really. Yeah, But he, he's starting he to kick it up to another level. And we all know playoff Rondo. 
is still like still dangerous. Stuck in 2007. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, it's a damn shame. It is. Uh, but that's kind of what we got for hoops today. We've been talking hoops basically every week for like. It's five, hoop season, weeks, and this is what I love. If we weren't going to talk about wrestling right off the bat, it had to be hoops. I would say, I would say we're a hoops first podcast. Maybe, I think so maybe too. Football when I think Fid's here, but when Fid's here, it's we're heavy on the football. But it's also just because when you know we started up, it was football it was football season. season, yeah, and that's pretty much all there is to talk about for that a little bit of that stretch. Yeah, but now it's starting to get to the hoops. The hoops. This are is what I love. You've got. Uh, March Madness, then you've got uh, WrestleMania, IHSA playoffs, then you've got the NBA Finals, NBA Mm -hmm. playoffs. NHL playoffs are still really fun. Yeah, oh, the NHL playoffs are a blast. Oh, well, that's where we're going next, was NHL. NHL. So we can just kind of transition to that, but you're definitely right. And the Winter Olympics coming up kind of is going to spark that whole... It's just going to be a yeah. downward the motion of just great, of great sports. sports. Yeah. And then, I love the Olympics. Oh, me too. And I'm excited. Olympics are probably the best. I'm excited for these hockey Olympics, too, mm-hmm. this year. Without the NHL guys, it's going to be interesting to watch these young guys going up against. It's fun hockey to watch. I like knowing who's out there, but yeah. it's also just going to be fun because it's a different style. Wider ice. Yep. It's going to be. If you enjoy watching hockey, you'll enjoy it. If you don't, if it takes like probably, other things for you to watch hockey, you probably won't. But I think there are going to be some stars that come out of this, and I don't even know who it's going to be. Who these name, you know? But there's always every Olympics. Yeah. There's people that nobody knew going in, who have ridiculous Someone, performances, and that's really going to. Oh yeah, some, that's that's what least, I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking for who's going to earn themselves a contract. Yeah. But uh, back to the NHL, really quick. I mean, we just had the All Star Game happen and the Pro Bowl. Last last night, no one gives. A, a Did you shit, watch though. the Pro Bowl? No, yeah, I, I watched either. a couple, a uh, couple minutes on accident. Yeah, <laughs> I pulled up to Derek's house and he was watching it, and I blamed him. I was like, "Get this shit off, let's play Madden." Yeah, uh, but I accidentally watched a couple plays. I watched a pick six, and it just was shitty. It was the yeah. shittiest pick six I've ever seen. People were just letting him go. I hate the Pro Bowl. I hate the no Pro kickoffs. Bowl too. Honestly, you- basically no tackles. No, there's no tackles. It's I wouldn't. I know we're talking about NHL, but why don't they just cancel the Pro yeah, Bowl? Yeah, I mean, in the in the intro, I said we might touch on just a little NFL. And this is that little bit. And, it's just uh, me now. saying we're done now. Cancel the Pro cancel Bowl. Cancel the Pro Bowl. Cancel the Pro Bowl. They don't need two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl. You can even get like vote in your all stars mm-hmm. vote in your people and let them just go hang out at Super Bowl weekend yeah send them to the Super Bowl yeah that and would have be... them hang out and have that be the whole pro bowl experience yeah. because people talk about loving to be around the guys they do a lot of fun events yeah they do the like, charity yeah, events before I'm in with all of that. Just, just don't have the Super Bowl at the end of it. Make it yeah. all one mega weekend and don't play some game that doesn't matter. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. And it's not even the sport. And they can't even pretend that it matters. It would be like if the NBA All-Star game was just like five on five half court. Yeah. And then <laughs> like in that half court, like also nobody like even bothered to shoot the ball. Yeah, like everybody foul. was playing with one arm tied behind their back. Yeah. It's terrible. And that's all we got to say about it. Yeah. But back to the NHL. Yeah, back to the NHL. Uh, the Pacific Division ended up coming away with the win. Uh, I like the little format they do, though. Yeah, with the like, three with on the three. Two, yeah, well, yeah, they do three on three. The two Western Conference divisions play each other, mm-hmm. the two Easterns play each other, and then they, they, they have yeah. the finals. Yeah. But like I just said, I mean, we're bracket people. Oh, I love, love brackets. Bracket. I'm love all about the brackets. So, I love a good tournament, and I love that they do it all just on the one day because mm-hmm. then they go back for that final, the championship game, and it's like they played one game. Here they are, second game. Yeah, already just test of wills. Exactly. I love it, and that's what and it's open all too, about. and it's like it was so open and fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like you get, they skate it's fast. Not like, it's not huge teams either. Like so, mm-hmm. you get your guys out there. Like I know I'm a Patrick Kane guy. Blackhawks guy, obviously, he got a ton of ice time just because yeah. the Central only has a handful of people, a couple yeah. lines worth of people. So, definitely awesome to uh, 
I like the way they're doing it. I wish they would promote it better. I wish they would too. Cause and I, I wish people just don't even realize it. Because you don't even know what's going on. It's yeah. not even on like ESPN or Bleach Report or anything yeah, that just pops up on That it's the All Star Weekend. But it's one hundred percent hands and above a better game or all like the way oh, they do yeah. the All Star game than, than, than the than Pro, Pro Bowl, Bowl for sure. Uh, but talking about like where things lie in the standings. Uh, give me like a team entering the second half of the season that you think is going to regress and a team that will pick up momentum. And so like maybe a team that is at the top of the division you think is going to fall or a team that can sneak their way into the playoffs. Oh. Like whose fortunes do you think will change for the better or worse? I think I could see Winnipeg taking a step back. They're at the Agreed. top of the central. Agreed. They just seem a little funky to me. Mm-hmm. There's not quite... I don't know. There's just something about them that's a little bit off. I yeah. think they're a good team. They'll make the playoffs, but I think they're going to take a step back in the second half. I don't think that they're, and I don't think many people are predicting them to go to the Cup Finals. But there are some people who are saying they could. I just don't see and, them as a Finals I mean, team. They are in a tough, tough Central Division, man. Mm. Every team in that Central Division has a plus goal differential. Yeah. Even the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are sitting there in last place, fifty-three points with a plus ten goal differential. And you have Detroit, fourth place in the Atlantic, 46 points with a minus 20 goal differential. Second place, Columbus in the Metropolitan Division. Columbus, 57 points, negative 6 goal differential. They have a minus on their plus minus, and they're in second place. Where you have Chicago at a plus 10 in last place. In so last place. The Central's it's a definitely tough division. A tough division. Night in, night out. You get, I think... That's where you get some of your best coaching. I think so, too. Uh, So, yeah, I definitely agree with Winnipeg taking a step down. Who do you think is going to uh, pick it up? Well, I think this will be a weird pick because they're already a good team. But I think Boston is going to find a way to kick it up into another gear. Mm -hmm. Because right now they're behind Tampa Bay. And I think Tampa Bay, ah, man, I don't know. I think they're a real cup contender this year. Tampa Bay, they've got... Plus 50 goal differential. Plus 50 goal differential, insane. and they've got Stamkos, who could easily be one of the four best guys in the league. Yeah. And you almost and have Kucherov to have one of those guys. His ass off. Yeah. Absolutely playing his ass off. I like both those picks. Um, absolutely like both those picks. Yeah, I think, but yeah, it's Tampa Bay, I think, inspires Boston to push to the next level. Yeah. And they're going to have a good little run. Now, could they face each other in the first round since they're the same division? Yes. Man, that'd be a bum. I, I typically like that, but that's a matchup I'd like to see in the conference finals. Yeah, but it could be that as well. I mean, yeah. it can go either way. Depending on how the records work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think a team that is going to take a step back is going to be Columbus. Uh, yeah. I mean, Columbus is weird to me because when they're not as good, I like root for them to do better and play to their potential mm-hmm. but then once they start playing their potential i'm like no you you're columbus yeah like why do what, you, keep what are you doing these up games? there and like i just mentioned a minus six goal differential and they're sitting there like comfortably in a playoff spot yeah. it kind of just seems like they've had good fortunes on, i think on so some, too on some close wins uh goalie standing on his head but but i mean i love bob but you can't it's just hard <laughs> to do that for a full season no it's not I, I think that's a great pick to see them take a step back. Because yeah. I, I think mean, they have to. Maybe still squeaking to the playoffs, but I I mean, like Pittsburgh and potentially even the Rangers, Islanders, I see all kind of jumping them. Because the Met- that Metropolitan, Columbus, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Philly, Rangers, Islanders, Carolina, all five points apart right now. Very Columbus tight Columbus sits division. at the top, but I see a lot of those teams under them kind of making the jump. And a team that I expect to do better, I wish with all my heart that I could go with the Blackhawks here, but I, I just know. don't think they got it in them. I don't think they do either. I don't think they got it in them, but I'm going to go with uh, the Kings. Yeah, I almost went with the Kings. Yeah, the Kings sitting here, plus 18. Uh, they they hit a bad lull in their, like, uh, coming up on an all-star break. Yeah. Had some bad fortunes, but they're a battle-tested team that I expect to... It's hard to count find them their, out. ...find their way into a comfortable playoff season. They, they find their way in. And then once they're in, they always make a dent. 
Yeah, if even if they in, go down in the first in, round, okay, they go down swinging. Here we go. Uh, to end hockey, who do you have in your Stanley Cup final? I definitely, I think Tampa Bay. Yeah, I could see Tampa Bay. Man, I could see Tampa Bay, L.A. Actually, yeah, I could see Tampa Bay and the Kings. I could absolutely see that. That'd be a fun series. That would too. be a fun one. Like, that as offense. As a Blackhawks fan, if we're gonna miss the postseason for the first time in forever, that would be a Cup final. That I would that watch. would be a good one. I would one watch, to watch all. I would watch all the games of that final. That might be the only way I would. Yeah, I almost said season. San Jose just to get your go. Ooh, I, I couldn't killed. even do I it. I couldn't even do it to you. Dude, though. Shout out Vegas. Vegas might make it. Vegas might make it. I think that they're they're good. They have the biggest lead of any division leader right now. But uh, for me, Tampa Bay definitely is the biggest threat, and I think someone's gonna have to really play their ass off to beat them. But I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh again. They're back to back cup champs, going for a three peat, and until they. Get, until someone can beat them in the playoffs, I'm just going to keep sticking with them to make the cup final. I, and I would do that for Chicago. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh against also the Kings. Also the Kings. We both yeah, got the potentially, Kings in Potentially Nashville. I hate Nashville. Don't talk to me about Nashville. <laughs> Don't even mention Nashville in my city. I'll try not to. Don't talk about the Predators, but I could see that. I could see him, too. I thought that they were going to take a big step back after that playoff run last year. I hate But they're playing well still. What are you going to do? Dude. Cancel their franchise. Can we get a high five for finally getting like a full NHL? A full NHL. Well, no FID. Yeah, it only took like 25, 26 weeks of the facts to get a full NHL segment in. But we did it. And it felt good. It was nice. It did. I, I needed like, it. I feel tougher. I feel I too. Sometimes. I do as well. I definitely feel tougher. I had a stub toe, but I hung in there. I let the hockey players inspire me. You play yeah. through the injury. Absolutely. I mean, busted lung, torn ACL, stub toe. Could you imagine how much NHL players just clown NBA oh, for like yeah. talking about the flu game? Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, they we it's talk like, about the flu game have, so we much. We get the flu every time we step on the ice. It's yeah, twenty degrees. It's twenty degrees and it's moist. Yeah, like so the flu game did. is that iconic moment, and then what was it? Uh, twenty thirteen Blackhawks Bruins. Like that series ended, and it was like, yeah, Zdeno Chara had a punctured lung from broken <laughs> yeah. ribs. He uh, almost uh, died. He almost died. Ice. Dave Boland had like a torn tendon in his elbow. When he scored the game, the game winning goal. goal. Yeah, it's I like, mean it's crazy. Yeah, well, I've been playing on like two torn meniscuses. Uh, both in my right knee, both. I got an extra. <laughs> I had an extra right one, and that one also both. tore. So, uh, I haven't had an Achilles since high school. <laughs> yeah, They're I have four b- like... teeth left, and I'm gonna use all of them to smile about the end of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's hockey talk with Waffles and Tom. I love it. Uh, no interview today, so we get to jump right into segments. Um, we're gonna have a couple of our buddies on our Patriots expert Ryan Dimler. And our Eagles expert, Derek Brown, they're going to be joining us for our Friday podcast to break down the Super Bowl. We're going to have a fun competition. It'll be Fit and Ryan versus me and Derek uh, trying to convince Waffles that our team will win the Super Bowl. Whoever does the best job, Waffles will choose. Of course, he's the man. Uh, they get I a hold prize. all the power. They get a prize. But the losers also get a prize. Uh, and it's not what you think. We're not cupcakes here. No, sir. This is no participation medal. No participation medal. It'll kind of be a prize, but a surprise. It's It's a surprise. It's something. It'll be something. I can't wait. I'm excited. Stone Cold Steve Waffles is going to be... He's going to be laying out... You should go full character mode. Oh, I'm wearing the Austin t-shirt. Here we go. So that's going to be really fun. Come back and listen to the Friday podcast for that. Get ready for the Super Bowl. But right now, I want to get into our top five, top five, top five segment. Um, over the weekend, we had Roger Federer. You all know him from your whole lifetime of him being badass, the best tennis player ever to live. Uh, won his 20th Grand Slam, first man to do that. And it was a fucking, dude, I was awake, and it happened at like 
3.30 in the morning, but I was awake for, like, the last two sets. And it was just incredible tennis. Oh, yeah. It seems like whenever you get to a Grand Slam final, like, that's more entertaining to watch maybe than any other individual sport. It really is super good, and I don't watch it enough, but it's like, when you catch, like, a really good tennis match... It can be stupid entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like... The velocity. Like, watch, they hit it so hard, and it's like, how did you return that? And it's not even, like, obviously the hitting and, like, being able to hand-eye coordination to volley back and forth, but also just the agility. Yeah. The, the side-to-side movement. Up and down, like, it's really a test of agility as... And whereas conditioning. Whereas, like, the, like, like, 100 and 200... In track is like a test of who's the fastest. Mm-hmm. Tennis is almost a, a test of who's the most agile, and it's awesome. But uh, we also had Tiger Woods, another iconic athlete from our lifetime, um, come back, make the cut, and well, look good. You, you wanted to say something about the what CBS did with the golf. Oh yeah, okay yeah. So it's Tiger's big return. He made the cut. First cut he's made in. Almost three years. A.K.A. people are watching. People are watching. It's this great day of golf. Like a great weekend of golf, Mm -hmm. really. You know, they're going nuts. Tiger's back in it. Jason Day, one of the best golfers in the world. You have like your your handful of five golfers. Your names are there. And and your names are playing good golf. People are watching this thing. They get all the way to the playoff. It's Jason Day and Alex Noren and a playoff. A playoff is basically like... Being tied six six in the fifth set yeah. of tennis, like it's or like overtime. It's overtime. It's it's OT. It's just Sun the death. two of them. They're the Sun last death. two guys out there, and they're just going and matching every shot. And then CBS cuts out. They cut out of the golf to go to the Grammys pre-show. Not the Grammys. The Grammys pre-show. The red carpet coverage. Are you kidding me? I get that golf is not the most popular sport in America. Rihanna didn't even look good. We don't need the pre-show. Yeah, I mean, I the red it's and you're not gonna miss the whole red carpet anyway. The red carpet goes for like eight damn turn hours. Turn on E. It's turn been, on E. It's, it's been, been on. It's been on since New Tuesday. Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve. They've been doing they've red been carpet doing the red coverage carpet for, for the, the Grammys. Grammys. Exactly. I mean, and and now they're gonna start for the Oscars, which is in March. Yeah. It's, it's on E right now. It's they going now. Like a half hour break for the Kardashians. Yeah, once once a week they cut the Kardashians in there, then they just go back to the full time. It golf. really is. It's Disre- boycott CBS until t- like well, the Super yeah. Bowl. There's a lot of reasons to boycott CBS, mostly because they're lame. Hey, but I loved starting off the Grammys with a Kendrick Lamar performance that had scattered in David Chappelle jokes. Oh, did it? I didn't see it. I guess Dave Chappelle. I'd call him David Chappelle. David Chappelle. I don't even know if what? that's his real name. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's just Dave. It's just well, Dave. I don't know. He does do the, on one of his newest stand-ups. It's David. <laughs> well, David. Yeah. You're actually wrong about this, David. So, I'm gonna, yeah, David <laughs> Chappelle. I like it. David Chappelle. It's got a ring to it. I think it does, too. But, uh, yeah, so but that's we, yeah, what. We were, we were going somewhere yeah, with that. Yeah, that's what had me hot. Like, that just wasn't. You know, I like golf. There's a lot of people. I'm sure Jimmy Wetzel was watching that thing live. Yeah, I'm sure he was pissed. Nobody watches golf like Jimmy Wetzel does. Ooh, I don't know. Well, Joey O'Brien too. Mm, there are a couple. I know a couple golf golf heads. So like Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan's a golf head, but he's, he's right there with Jimmy and Joey. Yeah, they, probably, they all stay they on it together. I guarantee you, they were together. all watching it. If they weren't watching it together, Drinking they were in Arnold a group. Palmers. They were in a group chat. Maybe they were Skyping each other. Yeah, let us know if you were as pissed off as us. Yeah, but, super annoying, though. But top five, top five, top five. Uh, are We are rating our top five athletes of our lifetimes. So basically, you could say like since the turn of the century, since 2000, we'll just call it best top five athletes since 2000, any sport, um, just... As an ode, kind of, to Federer and Woods defying the test of time. Absolutely. I'm down with it. Number five for me, right off the bat, we were talking about tennis. Serena yeah. is in there. Yeah. Can't be can't be left out, I don't think. Yeah, Serena's dominant. Yeah, she's a machine. She just keeps going. Roger's got 20. How many does Serena have? Uh, more. More. I don't know. I, how I don't know if she has thirty, but I think she's got yeah, almost yeah, twenty five. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Or another ridiculous number. Absolutely. 
makes no sense. Shout out Serena. She won one with a baby. I know. Crazy. I mean, when you think about that, that one will go down. Like, she won a Grand Slam pregnant with a a child while carrying a child. Makes no sense. Again, you know, I stubbed my toe earlier in the podcast (laughs) and thought I was going to have to tap out, so it's crazy. You had Serena Williams watching your back. Yeah. Uh, you the want me to go five, or you want to just do your list? It's you can probably, go five. You can go, or you want me to just do yeah, my list? Yeah, probably be easier because I'll get mixed yeah, up. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, you're right. We'll all get mixed up. Well, number four, I'm not his, the biggest fan, but you know, LeBron James. Yeah. Psych. It's Tim Duncan. I'm Ooh, putting Tim nice, Duncan number four. Nice. Sorry, LeBron. Screw you, LeBron. Screw you, LeBron. You it's Duncan. Five titles and he played forever. He played forever. Literally, you know, this is what is this year one or year two without Tim Duncan? Year. Two. Yeah, year two. Still, year two. you know, the dude played a million years and basically was the same player at age 40 that he was at age 22. Mm-hmm. Like, just as effective. So good. So awesome. Probably my personal, other than Delonte West and Scottie Pippen, Tim Duncan is probably my all-time favorite player. Bet. Like, he's like the it. king. He's the king. Number three, gotta go with... In honor of the Royal Rumble, and also just because of how incredible she was at her peak, Ronda Rousey changed. Cha- there is no women's UFC really without Ronda Rousey. Dude, Ronda Rousey got lit up. She's she's not even top five UFC for me. I have to big disagree on that one, but you can keep going. All right, number two, sticking with UFC is the Spider Anderson Silva. Goat. Yeah, he is the greatest. I think he's the greatest combat athlete of all time. Yeah, in my opinion, the things he could do, like you don't that nickname the spider is not an accident. Like he was a human spider, mm-hmm. is crazy. At times, it looked like he had more than eight limbs. Mm-hmm. Number one, tiger. Yeah, it was just like there was not like I still remember as a kid, you know, like Masters weekend, everybody was sitting around. Just watching yeah. Tiger, Tiger waiting for Tiger. Basically, has been MIA competitively since like '08, and he's still on that list. Yeah, like, oh yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't won a major in ten years, and he's, and he's still, still on that list just because his eight years of dominance. We're so unbelievable. Like, there was no. He was a golfer, and he was the biggest athlete in the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody, he was. He had Michael Jordan level popularity. Yeah. Like LeBron James, as popular as he is, has never reached Tiger Woods level. True. Fame, and he never will. It's like true. even The Rock doesn't have Tiger Woods level peak fame. No, Tiger Woods had his own Gatorade. Yeah, he had his own Gatorade. Let that sink in, and it was disgusting. It was gross. And people still were buying it. I by the case. bought it and didn't like it. And bought more. Like, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Tiger, Woods. Tiger is on this. Tiger's on here. Yeah. Tiger really messed up his whole life and career, and people are still just. Super excited to see him. Oh like, yeah, it's like Tiger woo! Kind of defies what you can do wrong as an athlete. Yeah, what, he does it all, and then he's just yeah, all right. What would kill other athletes like, you know, throwing golf clubs, throwing temper tantrums at your girlfriend slash wife? Yeah, you know, breaking stuff, yelling on the feet, you know, yelling on the course, countless affairs. Kind of sometimes you can be a real jerk with the media. Oh, all the time. Tiger Woods is an asshole. Don't get it yeah, wrong. Like, Don't but get it mixed there's up. just, he has that, there's something about when you're that Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods level, like you are the world's biggest star. It, there's, it's a level of fame that nobody else can reach or ever has reached, I don't think. Yeah. But Maybe Arnold Palmer was that big. I, I love me a nice Arnold Palmer. I love it too. Love the man, love the drink. But anyway, uh, I'll get into my top five here. At number five, I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Uh, just, yeah, bitch. Tom Brady's a bitch. He but is. He's about to win his sixth Super Bowl since 2000, so kind of undeniable. Can't really say anything else. Don't like him. I respect him. Yeah. And that's about all I want to say. Had to throw him in the top five, though. Number four... I'm going to go with Usain Bolt just because oh, I think that's a good one. speed kills. Speed kills. And I'm so down with that. He is a killer. One of my favorites. One of the best ever. So definitely cracks my top five. At number three, I'm going to go Floyd Mayweather. Um, boxing 
is America's pastime, not baseball. I'm into boxing. Uh, we like hitting each other. Yeah. That's why we love football so much, and boxing's the OG, and he's the OG. So Floyd Mayweather. Number two, I'm going to go Tiger. Uh, for all the same reasons you said, he's. there are golfers that are coming up now yeah. that show like similar talent to what Tiger had, and Tiger still is just... In a head, whole nother shoulders. world. Yeah, I mean, it's Tiger and then everyone else. Yeah, like in any other sport, when the Spieth comes along, they just move on to the Spieth. But, like, Tiger was so famous that it's still just like, yeah, Spieth is great, but Tiger. Yeah, and at number one, I'm going with uh, Roger Federer. And this is this might be, you know, controversial because he Federer had an entire stint where Nadal was better. Yeah. He had an entire stint where Djokovic was better, but the fact that he literally made it through both of their primes, probably still made like 85-90% of semifinals mm-hmm. while those two were in their primes, uh, and then to come out on the other side, now they're both kind of you know deteriorating and he's still winning, and let's not forget the way he used to dominate Nadal and Djokovic before they hit their primes, like... Federer was untouchable. Those two guys caught up to him. They fell off, and he's still here. And he's just model athlete, you know? Federer, his longevity is crazy. It's like, you know... You would expect tennis to be one of those sports where it's like a quick turnover. Like, if you're going to be the best, you got like a five-year yeah, you have window. a short little period. And that's period, exactly but... what you saw with Nadal and Djokovic. They were the best for yeah. like five years at a time. And Federer's just amidst like this 20-year period where he's just been doing it, man. Federer is like Ric Flair or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. It's like, you know, you have your time where Stone Cold or The Rock or Magic are the stars, but then you're still just right there when their primes fade out. Yeah. I guess the, the Kareem one doesn't work so well with Magic because he retired He's definitely before. Ric Flair. But he's, Fair's yeah, Rick Fair. Okay. Yeah, you survive Stone Cold, and then you still just come out, and you're still the biggest star. Yeah. You come right back to it. Exactly. Uh, so that's top five, top five, top five. Um, yeah. If we missed anybody, let us know. Yeah, but shout it out. Don't come at us with no LeBron. We know. Yeah. We know about LeBron, so don't bring it up. I, I was, put Brady in my list, so don't yeah. try to tweet us about LeBron. Yeah, we know if LeBron is great, else, but, If you have you anybody know. else, though, let us know. We love our we love feedback, just not LeBron feedback. Um, want to get into just really quick? Uh, are you with it? A segment that me and Fid did last week that we ended up really liking. Uh, waffles. Do you have one? Am I with it? You gotta ask me if I'm with yeah. it, and then when I'll you... ask you if you're with it. Do you have one on deck? Yeah. I but don't have one on deck. All right, all right. Let, let me. Okay, here we go. That's what it's all about, though. All right. Are you with it? Uh. Are you with it? The feedback that what's his name, the Star Wars director. Are you with it? Him, him recognizing the negative feedback and talking about it openly. Oh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I'm with it, dude. Tell people to shut up. I'm with it. If you're, you're in control it. of the Star, imagine being in control of the Star Wars. And then taking shit from, like, a regular person. Yeah. It's not happening. If you were the director of a Star Wars episode, you would tell everyone, just basically, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm with it, too. And I'm not even, like, the biggest fan of that new Star Wars, but I'm always with it when people just... I think he stepped on J.J. Abrams' feet a little bit with some of the things he did and, like, kind of reverse storylines, but that's kind of what Star Wars is about. Yeah. Well, you, I'm, you have your next episode, whatever happens, happens, and you go forward from there. It's like, it doesn't have to... I'm always down with trying something new, too. And I really love when people get really upset about stuff that doesn't... Like, again, yeah. I didn't like I didn't walk out of that Star Wars like, wow, that was unbelievable. I just thought it was fine, and it was what it was. But, like, nothing makes me laugh harder than when, you know, a segment of people is just like, you killed this thing! You ruined it! Mm-hmm. One movie... Ah, we're upset. It's like the whole future can be whatever J.J. Abrams wants it to be like. It's not like he made episode two and completely just shit on four, five, and six and what was going to happen there. It's like Mm -hmm. he had 
free reigns. Yeah. Free opportunity. He talked through it with J.J. Abrams. He talked through it with George Lucas. They knew what he was doing with the movie. So if they let him do it, why do you think you, a random person on Twitter, can tell him that he did something wrong? Like, I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. If you get to Star Wars director Clout, you can tell anybody anything. He can tell Roger Federer how to play tennis. I don't give a shit. That's a big. That's Star a big Wars one. is to the entertainment world what Tiger Woods is to sports. Just something bigger. Yeah, than, it is. Like he, you can just veto. Well, and yeah, it's like Star Wars is so big. Like the past ten years has been all superhero Avengers mania, and Man. Star Wars is still like way better, a way huger, bigger money maker. Dude, than there's any like Avengers one Star Wars be. a year now, just yeah. now, and there's like seven superhero movies every yeah. year. And it's just night and day. Oh, I've got another Are You With It for after yours. Just do it right now. Do it right now. Are you with it? Did you know they're making a Han Solo movie? Yes, absolutely. Are you with that? Are you with it? Uh, I want to say no because like it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. But like Gambino's in it. I'm excited I know. For that. I love Donald Glover. And I'm also He's the man. Rogue One. I mean, I wasn't with Rogue One and I loved Rogue One. Yeah. I was so I'm gonna say yes. I'm with it. You're I with changed. it then. I okay. See that one. I'm not. I'm not really with just because. Like, I mean, how are you gonna? How are you gonna? How are you gonna follow uh, Harrison Ford? Yeah. I mean, it's oh, it's like you wouldn't make a prequel to the Fugitive. No. I and mean, you wouldn't remake the Fugitive either. Like I'm saying, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I. Just, but I have Donald faith. Glover. Donald Glover does good work. I have faith. Yeah. I have faith. Okay. Um. Are you with it? Are you with it? I'm with it. Or maybe I'm not with it. <laughs> Are you with it? Okay. Trail mix as a snack food. Like, and I'm saying, you're not on a diet. You're just wanting a snack. Are you with trail mix? I'm not with it. I'm not a big trail mix guy. I mean, I like it, but like, I love checks. Like, I love the little checks, and I love uh-huh. the little baked pretzels. But then like... So you're just getting checks mix. Yeah, I like Chex Mix. Like, trail mix is where you've got, like, the Chex and the pretzels, but then you've also got, like, raisins, mm. cashews, peanuts. Like, I like raisins, and I like cashews, and I like peanuts, but not, not up in there with yeah. my Chex and my pretzels and my little breadstick things. Yeah. Like, I you're, like... Everything you're describing that you like is Chex it's Mix. Chex mix. I love Chex Mix. <laughs> yeah, I love Chex Mix. Trail Mix takes it just a step too far for me. All right, fair enough. That was my That was my one. That was what you had? Yeah. That's correct. a good one. Honestly, because Chex Mix is so good. So you're and with Chex Mix heavy. Heavy. Not with Trail, not with trail Mix. And I'm wow. with the Cheddar Chex Mix, too, which you, you wouldn't expect because I don't really like cheese, but the Cheddar Chex Mix we'll, we'll is so good. We'll have to tweet good. that out, like, Are you Chex down Mix or Trail Mix. Chex Mix or Trail we'll just, Mix. Which, which one do you prefer, Chex yeah. Mix or Trail Mix? All right. Uh, that's Are You With It? Probably a segment we're going to bring back quite often. It's fun. Yeah, that was fun. It's little. Uh, it's quick, but... To end uh or to end the episode, obviously we gotta come back to WWE. Don't have a lot I purposefully cucked waffles on time here, but uh Heartbreaker. Louisiana hot takes. Give me two Louis you give me a hot take, I'll give you one. Then you give me your second one, and I'll give you mine. Alright. I'll go first that way you can end it. Yeah, that'll be that'll work. My first Louisiana hot take is that Roman Reigns will not face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I'm I'm down with it. I, I love Roman Reigns. I think but. I think having Roman Reigns get to the final two again, mm-hmm. which is unprecedented, like Royal yes. Rumble history wise, they're giving him so much rumble clout, but I think having him lose was kind of McMahon or Triple H or whatever whoever pulled that string saying like Finally, for once, saying, okay, WWE Universe, we're going to care about what you want to see other than what we want to put together. And I don't think they can do him and Brock, because if they do him and Brock, that's the main event. And if they have him lose in the Royal Rumble and then main event WrestleMania again... Yeah, that's lame. People people were mad enough about it last year. It's going to be something... I think Styles Styles, and Nakamura will be the main event. They're going to be the main event. And I think Lesnar is going to face someone that he will lose to because I think Lesnar's just been too much of this Raw's losing too much clout to SmackDown having Lesnar as its champion because yeah. 
he's not the guy who's going to be Well, yeah, he's not going to show up every he's night. He's not going to show up on Raw. So they, they need someone who can, like Reigns, be there every night and yeah. like be your guy, but they're not going to make it Reigns, at least not yet. They'll make it Reigns probably at, like at SummerSlam, but they're going to give someone just like a little window... I think that's like a buffer zone. I feel like to Reigns. I think there's a really good chance that Finn Balor is yeah. that guy. Yeah, I hope like, it's, he ran. I, yeah. He did almost an hour in the Rumble last night. I and hope it is Finn. He was number two, and then he was one of the last four out. I imagine there being some sort of number one contender tournament. I think they'll where, do it at Elimination where, Chamber. Yeah, where Reigns. Yeah, they'll probably just have the winner of that. Yeah, winner of Elimination I feel like Chamber. Will get screwed. Like, and that'll set up. Somebody will come yeah. in and mess with Reigns, and that'll, and that'll be his be WrestleMania. His WrestleMania. So and someone then, obviously badass, but it could be anybody. Who knows? Like Reigns is a big name, and they want him fighting big people. Like yeah, and even who knows if Dean Ambrose gets healthy soon enough? Well, you saw Reigns and Rollins. Reigns eliminated Rollins. Yeah. I could see those two both making the elimination chamber, kind of. Getting back to buddy buddy, like oh no, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But then ending up facing the each other at the rumble, yeah. And or honestly, a triple threat between Rollins, Reigns, and Lesnar, I could do. I could but do I that with do a solo. I could do that with a Reigns and Balor and Lesnar too. I'm a Rollins guy. I'm a Rollins Reigns, guy too. I'm a Rollins. See, I'm like neck and neck with them. It all just depends because I love Seth Rollins. I love, I love CM Roman Reigns. Penn, CM Punk. And Rollins is kind of just like he a has, continuation yeah, of He him. has some CM Punk to him. Give me a Louisiana hot take. My hot take... Hmm, this is a tough one. My hot take is that... Louisiana hot take. My Louisiana hot take is that... Man, it's hard. Because there's one that I want to do, but there's another one. My Louisiana hot take is that Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles are going to be the main event. That is, yeah. That is a hot take, It's too, a hot because take, because with those two guys... That's not... It's not a guarantee. You know Vince McMahon. He wants your fucking heavyweight yeah. every time. Yep. Especially with Brock Lesnar. He's going to want Brock Lesnar to be the main event. But my hot take is that they finally listen to, like, the vocal section of the crowd. Because mm-hmm. you heard it last night all through that match for Nakamura. Yeah. And then when he won, like... And they asked him which champ he was going to challenge. Whole entire crowd was chanting AJ Styles. They don't want to see Brock Lesnar. They didn't want to see Nakamura fight Brock Lesnar. They want to see Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. They just want the best wrestling match possible. And that match, when they fought in Japan three years ago, like, that match is stupid. It's crazy. Yeah, not many. If there have been, there hasn't been many. Because it was physical, athletic... Like, those two guys are as good as it gets. So that's, they can do it all. So that's my Louisiana hot take, my first one. Yeah, my second Louisiana hot take is uh, involved with WWE, but not specifically. uh, I believe Vince McMahon is on the inside with NFL. NFL asked Vince McMahon to bring back the XFL, and it's so that the XFL can kind of be brought back and then taken away but it'll kind of force like with all the cte stuff going on mm-hmm. it'll kind of take the shadow off the nfl like the expo is going to come back be intense as hell and then people are going to just want to get rid of the xfl and then the nfl will kind of just get its slate cleaned and not like forever but just give it a clean slate for a while yeah i think and then I, I think Vince is in on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think the NFL went to Vince and said, like, yeah. hey, we need this to happen. We'll buy you out for it. Yeah. And I think it's Make all, us look I think, good. Make I think us look the better. XFL is, yeah, basically going to be a product of the NFL this time around instead of a competitor. I could see that. it'll act as a competitor, but really, it's not. I could see that, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I, could, I could definitely see that. I'm interested to see what comes out of the XFL, though. Yeah. We know anything about, you know... I think there's a lot of talent that clearly can't play in the NFL, but that's clearly fun enough to, like, yeah. entertain, you Oh, know? yeah. I mean, you heard it right away, like, Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel, right away got floated around. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Tim Tebow play B-level football again. Me too. For maybe, like, a week, and then I'd get bored with it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't see do the like, XFL do like lasting. A, do an eight-week season and, like, three weeks of playoffs. Yeah, that's all that... championship game the same day as the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, that would be a good way to do it. 
I think they'll do it over the summer again, though. They yeah. don't want to go head-to-head with the NFL during their season. Maybe, though. You never know with that crazy bastard. Yeah. He could do anything. He's a nut. like, And that's not a hot take. That guy is insane. Yeah. You never know what he's going to do. Absolutely. Uh, all right, give us your right. last hot take. My last hot take... End it with a beautiful send-off for our people. I can do that. My last hot take is getting right to the biggest story of the weekend. Ain't Pro Bowl, ain't Federer. Ronda Rousey is now the biggest star in WWE. That's my Louisiana hot take. She instantly becomes the biggest star in wrestling. Male or female? Male or female. Biggest star? Oh, yeah. And are you excited for that WrestleMania match? Oh, I don't care if she fights Asuka, if oh, she fights gonna Charlotte. Fight. She's, gonna she's got to get in there. I think she's going to fight Charlotte. Mm, because know. Charlotte is like... Flair. Charlotte is Flair, and Charlotte's also... the. She's not the most important women's wrestler yet, but she is the best women's wrestler of all time. Yeah. So you get Rousey in there with her, the best female MMA fighter ever. And I know, I guess you don't agree with that. No. God, no. But Did you see her get lit up? That Nunez fight doesn't even count because she was never coming back for one after Nunez anyway. Okay, she well, barely trained for it. She just she wanted to get in there, do a rematch, and get out for the money. Lit up. Oh, she did. And Holm lit her up too, but she was already out. Nunez lit her up. She was smart. I think for Rousey, the MMA was always just a way to get to what she wanted to do, which is this and movies and, you know... Fair enough. You get out there, you do your stuff, you build, you use the UFC to build your brand, and then you turn around and make the money for yourself. And this is what she wants to do. She's a full-time wrestler. Like, she's not Brock Lesnar in this thing. Oh, no. She said she's, she's going to be there, you know, week in and week out. She got Rowdy Roddy Piper's jacket, for God's sake. So, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good stuff. Get out there. Rate review on Apple and SoundCloud takes two seconds throw them five stars up on apple or four three two one whatever you think be honest but if it's not five stars i will find you and i will